Bienvenidos, I'm your host Lore, and this is Creepy Chisme. Warning, some stories and information on Creepy Chisme may be triggering and are not suitable for all, especially young children. Please listen with caution. Thank you. Feliz Viernes! Happy Freaky Friday! Thank you for tuning in. I love Freaky Fridays, and you guys seem to love them too. I know a lot of people complain when my episodes are too small, but you love these small Freaky Fridays. If you hear that noise, that's my chair. I need a new chair. (laughs) So sorry, I try my best like not to move at all. I don't know how like you look on or you ever see like a live recording of people doing podcasts and they're like laying on a couch, relaxing. I don't know how they do that. I have to be like at a desk in my chair, you know? Let's get right into it. I have an interesting story today. I actually was looking for something else and I found this story and it kind of blew me away. So this is actually a story that the more I read on it, and I've never heard of it before honestly, but the more I read on it, like wow, just wow. Let's get right into it. In my previous episode, I've spoken about people who get kidnapped, right? Or taken hostage for months, years. I'm referring back to my Girl in the Box episode about Colleen, who was taken for years against her will and survived and came out of it. Many women have been kidnapped. And I say women, it happens to men too. Believe me, it does. They've been kidnapped and held against their will, tortured in some of these cases, and sadly even murdered. Now most of the time they're taken by strangers, but sometimes it can be someone they know. And in this case of Blanche Monnier, Her own mother was the culprit. And even though this case is over a century years old, it's still haunting to the core. Now, this story takes place in France, which is probably why we've never heard of it, honestly. And we are in the early 1900s. So on May 23rd, 1901, the Attorney General of France received an anonymous letter in the post. So the letter claimed that at the Monnier home lived a person locked up and living in filth. The letter also claimed that this person was being starved to death. Now, the home the letter was referring to was a home in a very upscale area of France known as, I'm forgetting Forgive me, I don't know how to pronounce this, but Poitier, Poitier, I think it's Poitier, France. So this is, I like how I say (laughs) that. My whole accent changed when I tried to say that. But I think it's Portia, France. So this attorney general who gets the letter, he notifies the local police in that area, but they don't really think anything of it. They think it's probably just a prank because remember, this is a wealthy neighborhood and nothing like that could ever happen there, right? So damn, police were even awful back then. (laughs) So the police They're familiar with this area, right? And they knew almost everyone in the town. Now, they did know that Madame Monnier and her son lived at the residence. The son was an older gentleman, and he had graduated from law school. And he and Madame Monnier lived in the home. Now, she was a widow. Her husband was also a well-known 
all-around good gentleman and he was well known because he actually was the head of the local arts faculty in that town. So Madame Monnier came from a well-known wealthy family and the city was actually named for them. She had obtained an award for her philanthropic deeds. Pretty much that gives you an idea of what kind of family they are. They're a well-known, wealthy, socialite family from a good background. Probably also why the police were not too worried about this letter that came in the mail. But police actually go and investigate, which... I'm clapping for you police because you're actually doing your job. The reason the police say they go investigate is because they knew that 25 years prior, Madame Monnier did have a beautiful young daughter in her early 20s and her name was Blanche. Now Blanche had mysteriously gone missing one day and even though she was a very well-known socialite, a police investigation never took place. She just disappeared and nobody questioned it. But no one knew about the tragedy tragedy that had been going on in the Monnier home for years. So police show up at the Monnier home, which my goodness is a beautiful home by the way, and they do a search of the home. And when they go upstairs, they notice a door that had a padlock on it. So they break the padlock and enter the room, and what they see will haunt them forever. So in this room, it's completely dark. They can barely see anything. They can smell the smell of like rotting flesh. So one of the officers goes to the window in the room and he opens the curtains, which were really heavy, dirty, just like if no one had ever been in the room, right? So the curtains are disgusting. He moves the curtains open and the window shutters are closed. So he has a little bit of trouble, but he finally opens the window shutters. And this is when police see that a woman completely emancipated she looked like a skeleton in the nude laying on a straw-filled mattress a policeman noticed that the woman was blanche monnier and she was laying on a filthy bed covered by a filthy blanket all around the mattress were tiny pieces and i'm i'm talking like little tiny crumbs of leftover food such as meat, vegetables, fish, and bread. Police even noticed that they saw some oyster shells and you could see bugs crawling around in the bed and all over the crumbs. And did I mention the smell? The room was awful. Police couldn't even stay in the room long enough to investigate because of the stench. Now Blanche was hiding her face with the dirty blanket because she had grown terrified of strangers. Police quickly wrapped her up in a clean blanket and sent her to the hospital in Paris to be observed. The hospital concluded that she weighed just under 55 pounds and had no speech. She was terrified of sunlight, which they later realized it had been a very long time since she had seen any sunlight. Police found in the horrid dirty dirty room where Blanche was kept that it had been well over 20 years since she had worn any type of clothing. Blanche's only form of social interaction, if that's even what you want to call it, was with the rats that filled the room, eating the scraps left around her bed. While police were investigating the home, Madame Monnier, her mother, was just sitting in the living room completely stunned. After searching the home as much as they could, the police finally sit down to interview the son and the mother living in the home. Now, the son pretty much states that his sister was foul, She was hyper and full of rage. 
so that's why they kept her in the room. But those at the hospital didn't have to look at her very long to notice that she was none of those. When he and his mother were taken into police custody and interviewed, more of the real story began to emerge. Prepare yourselves, y'all. It's a love story. I really did cry. I just want to let you guys know. I, I teared up when I, when I read this. So Blanche in her early 20s, I believe she was 25, was an elite socialite of her time. Her mother had been pressuring her to find a husband because if she's 25, you should have been married already at this time, you know? At the time, Blanche was in a relationship with an older man who was an attorney who lived near the home. Now, rumor had it that they were more than just friends. So the story goes that Blanche tells her family that she's going to marry this man, the attorney. But of course, her mother, Madame Monnier, was not happy about the relationship. Now, back in the day, an attorney didn't make as much money as you would think. So this man did not come from wealth. And another thing that they didn't like was that he was way older than Blanche. Of course, her mother wanted her to marry someone wealthy, especially since she's coming from a family who is well-known and also very wealthy. But because Blanche was so in love with the attorney, she started talking about eloping with him and her mother did not like it. So she decided to lock Blanche in an upstairs bedroom and only let her out if she promised to never seek or see the attorney again. Now her family assumed that nobody wants to be locked in a room forever, so they thought she would get over it and agree to the terms and then they would just let her out. But that's not the case because Blanche never gave in and days turned to weeks and weeks turned to months, and months turned to years. 25 years to be exact. So there she stood, locked in a room in complete darkness with no sunlight and only given tiny scraps of food to eat. Eventually, time passed, and the attorney that Blanche had been so in love with passed away. Although because she was locked up, she probably never even knew that he passed away, the family still kept her locked up. So people start questioning what happened to her. So the family tells them that she disappeared and they don't know where she is and don't ask any more questions. That's pretty much what they said. What bothers me the most though is that there were servants that worked in the home who actually heard Blanche crying for help. Now it's not known if the servants said nothing out of loyalty to their employers, but some servants actually were told that Blanche was crazy and needed to be locked up. So no one was allowed to go into the room without permission or to open the door. Now police assumed that it was a servant that was the one that actually sent the anonymous letter. But to this day, nobody actually knows who sent that letter. After Blanche was released from her torturous prison, everyone wanted to know her story. As her story appeared in newspapers all around the world, people became enraged at the thought that someone could actually do this to someone else. Angry townsfolk even went as far as to threaten to burn down the homes of fellow servants from the Monnier house. An angry mob of people would also hang outside of the prison walls where Madame Monnier was kept. It is stated that she could not handle the pressure and quickly became very sick and was kept in the prison infirmary shortly after her arrest. Fifteen days after her arrest, she died of heart failure. It was rumored that her final words were, quote, Oh, my poor Blanche, end quote. So the mother never goes to trial because she passes away, but the son, Blanche's brother, he did get put on trial. And here's what he said. <laughs> Are you ready for this? <laughs> He claimed that he went along with his mother's torture because he had to. He also claims that he never knew the extent of the conditions that Blanche was in because of his nearsightedness. 
<laughs> Can you imagine if somebody tried to pull that crap? Oh boy. <laughs> now he actually had a family. He had a wife and a daughter. And the three of them had to have police protection during this trial because of the angry mob of people that wanted them dead. But they claimed that they didn't know what was actually going on in the home. His daughter at the time was 17 years old, and she was engaged to be married to a very well-known socialite. But due to the circumstances of the case and the information that was being put out into the public, the family of the man decided to cancel the engagement. Good for them. The doctors assumed that Blanche would never fully recover after this. They assumed that she would never speak again but the only thing they knew for sure was that Blanche would live with the proper care she was being given. So she started speaking small two or three word sentences and more words as time went on. The home that was owned by the Monier family now became an abandoned place for people to go and look at and try to get a glimpse of the window that was boarded up where Blanche was kept. I believe the property is actually still up today and somebody renovated it. I'm not sure if somebody lives in it though. What really, really breaks my heart though is that later, after time had passed and stories of Blanche were written, some neighbors finally spoke up and said that they knew that Blanche was living in the home locked away by Madame Manier. She always told them that her daughter was insane and could never come out of the house. She told neighbors that she refused to send her to an insane asylum and thought it would be better for her daughter to live at home. That's why they claim they never said anything. One neighbor actually came out and said that she heard Blanche scream, Oh God, when will they set me free? Why am my prisoned here. This bit of information makes me angry, but what you need to understand is during this time, the early 1900s, a lot of people took their disabled family members or mentally insane family members and they would pretty much just lock them in their home somewhere in an attic or a basement and keep them from society because it was almost like an embarrassment to have them out and about. So when Madame Munyer was telling people that her daughter was crazy, they didn't think twice about it, they just let it be. But if I heard somebody screaming those words, why not just call the police to just go check out the situation? You know, you never know, you never know. In the end, Blanche's brother did get put on trial, and it is here that he says that he had to go along with his mother's wrongdoings, because if he didn't, he would have been financially ruined. You see, his mother was in charge of the family finances, so pretty much if he would have said no, she definitely would have cut him off financially, and that would have been pretty bad for he and his family. He claims that he did the best he could for his sister, given the circumstances. He even said that he would read her the daily newspaper whenever he could, which I don't believe. And servants also apologized and said they never questioned the severity of the filth because the room was found that way when they started working there. Some of the servants even said that part of their daily duty was to actually sit in the room with Blanche and attend to her needs, but never let her out. Again, I'm not sure if I believe this just because the police couldn't even be in the room a few seconds without being sick of smelling the fall odor, so... Hmm. Now, due to the fact that back in the day it wasn't illegal to lock away your disabled family members, the court really had nothing to imprison her brother with because he didn't do anything illegal. But because of the angry mob of people who wanted to see him rot in prison, the judge ordered that he spend 15 months in prison. So the crowd goes wild and everybody's happy with the conviction. But remember, he went to law school. So he immediately appealed the conviction and claimed that Blanche had the freedom to leave whenever she wanted and she was the one starving herself. So according to him, 
Blanche was the one who chose to stay. And guess what? He won the case, of course. And he was set free. And he was given the rest of his mother's money. He and his family moved away to the countryside where he died in 1913. Now, the one who suffered the most here was Blanche. Even after her recovery, Blanche only gained a small amount of weight and never fully recovered her speech. There was no way she could live normally in society after her 25-year torment. Not to mention her mental state and how she probably suffered from PTSD. She was put in a home and lived there for another 12 years before passing away. There was a book written about Blanche's story, but outside of France, the story is not very well known. The family home now renovated still stands, but the room where Blanche was kept no longer exists. A tragic love story, but with a happy ending because she did get to live freely for the last 12 years of her life. Can't imagine what she went through, and if it's true that the reason they kept her locked up was because she wanted to marry someone they didn't approve of. I don't believe it because if that really were the case, they would have let her out as soon as he died, the attorney. So I think it was something else. Maybe jealousy because she was a beautiful girl. Oh, she was gorgeous. I will post a picture on my Instagram. Go look at Creepy Chisme. Um, She was gorgeous. And maybe it was all a jealousy thing. I'm telling you people, jealousy is such a nasty, nasty trait. I don't care who you are. Believe me, I know from experience. <laughs> There's no need to be jealous. There is no need. So girls... Boys, let it go. <laughs> um, that's the only thing I can see is maybe her mother was jealous of her because that's your daughter. And even if you have her locked up, the fact that you're starving her to death, I will also post a picture of how she looked when they found her. Terrifying. I'm sorry, but that's no love right there because no, th there's no way. Well, I've gone over time. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed that story. Gracias por escuchar. Y nos vemos pronto. Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, stay creepy.